This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Good morning. This is Sport Today, your weekday sports news podcast that puts you ahead of the game. I'm Sam Ferris. And I'm Lucy Watkin. It's Thursday, the 18th of November. In your Sport Today, Australia named their Ashes squad. Cricket is coming to America. The Matildas are preparing for the World Cup final and getting paid in Bitcoin. This is your Sport Today. We start today with cricket because Australia selectors have named their squad for the first two men's Ashes tests of the summer, with a big talking point being the return of Usman Khawaja. Kawaja is back and is part of a 15-man squad for the opening two tests in Brisbane and Adelaide. Kawaja has been out of the test team for two years, but he's the leading run scorer in the Sheffield Shield this season and can bat anywhere in the batting order. Kawaja looks like he will be going up against Travis Head for a batting spot. Head was dropped last summer against India, but like Kawaja, he scored plenty of runs in the Shield season. Western Australian quick Jai Richardson is one of five fast bowlers in the squad with Mitchell Swepson, the reserve spinner, to Nathan Lyon. Yep, so that's the squad for the first two Ashes Test matches. Australia's selectors also named another squad yesterday, Luce. Yeah, that would be Australia A, which is kind of like Australia's second best team. That squad will train with the Aussies ahead of the first test at the Gabba and then play the England Lions, which is England's version of Australia A. They'll play in a tour game while the first test is being played. T20 World Cup hero Mitch Marsh is in the Australia A squad and that'll be captained by South Australia's Alex Carey. A lot of players are quarantining in Queensland at the same resort the England team is, but they'll be kept separate from each other. So no early battles over the breakfast buffet, Sam. Sledging and scrambled eggs don't go together, Lucy. (laughs) I'll put a link to both squads in the episode notes. As for today's trivia question, brought to you by Sportsmate Mobile, who did Usman Khawaja make his test match debut alongside against England in 2011? Lucy, you got a clue for us? Well, not an official nickname, I don't think, but I have heard this player get called Froffy on the field. Frothy, one of the great nicknames. Uh, Find out the answer at the end of the show. Staying with cricket but heading to the UK, England cricket boss Tom Harrison says English cricket is close to an emergency for failing to act on diversity and racial issues, which have been exposed by former Yorkshire player Azeem Rafiq. Yeah, both Rafiq and Harrison spoke before the UK Parliament on Tuesday with Rafiq saying the racism he copped while playing in Yorkshire left him feeling isolated and humiliated. Rafiq was born in Pakistan but raised in South Yorkshire and he captained England's under-19 team. He had two stints playing at Yorkshire and says the racial abuse he received was brushed off as banter by the club and now he says his career has been lost to racism. Some big names have been brought into this. Former England captain Michael Vaughan denies he used a racist remark against Rafiq and current England captain Joe Root plays at Yorkshire. He said he hasn't seen any racist behaviour, which Rafiq says is hurtful, but that Joe Root is a good man. Rafiq says it's happening not just in Yorkshire, but up and down the country, would not want his son anywhere near cricket. Yorkshire has been criticised for its handling of Rafiq's complaints and has since lost major sponsors and has been banned from hosting international cricket. Tom Harrison says English cricket needs to look at the dressing room culture, but it will take time for change to happen. 
One last bit of cricket news. The hosts of the next 10 major men's tournaments have been announced. Australia and New Zealand will host the 2028 T20 World Cup. But before that, cricket is coming to America. Yeah, and it's not too far away either. The International Cricket Council released the men's schedule yesterday and in 2024, the US and the West Indies will host the T20 World Cup. The first international game of cricket was actually between the US and Canada in New York, so it's kind of like a homecoming of sorts. The other big talking point is Pakistan hosting the 50 over Champions Trophy event in 2025. International cricket is only just starting to return to Pakistan after the terror attacks of 2009. Pakistan last held a major event in 1996 when it co-hosted the 50-over World Cup with India and Sri Lanka. Yeah, Australia are set to tour Pakistan next year for the first time since 1998. I'll put a link to the full list of those men's events in your episode notes. Those who tuned in yesterday all know it was fight night in Sydney on Wednesday. Uh, Aussie Tim Zhu kept his perfect record intact. He beat Japan's Takeshi Inoue by unanimous decision to move one step closer to a world title fight. This fight was seen as a big risk for Zhu because had he lost, his chances of a world title shot would have been taken off the table. But that's not a worry now. Zhu's record is now 20-0 and 0 and he went the full 12 rounds against Inoue and came out on top. After the fight, Zhu said going 12 rounds was the best thing possible for his next fight and Zhu wants that to be against WBO super welterweight champion Brian Costano in February or March next year. Yeah, Zhu said, and here's the quote, you boys finish your little honeymoons and get back in the gym and start training. That was to Castano and light middleweight champion Jamel Charlo. Them sound like fighting words, Luce. He's ready. Let's go to football news now because the Matildas are all set to play the USA in a couple of friendlies later this month, and they're not mucking about. They've named a near full-strength side. Yeah, and there's not long now before the next World Cup in Australia and New Zealand, so the Matildas are treating this like a dress rehearsal for the final. Matildas coach Tony Gustafsson says his team will never get a better chance to prepare for the final, so he says they'll be mimicking everything they expect to do going into a World Cup final, so he's picked a strong squad and wants them to feel the pressure. The match will be played at Stadium Australia in Sydney. That's where the World Cup final will be played, and Gustafsson hopes there will be a record-breaking crowd to make the atmosphere feel just like a final. I'm going to be there, so I'll do my best to pump up the crowd. Lucy, you should bring some of those Vuvuzelas from that World Cup in 2010. And annoy everyone I'm sitting around as well. (laughs) (laughs) Sam Kerr will lead the Aussies. She's been in goal-scoring form for Chelsea. And just this week, she signed a two-year extension with the club. She'll be there until 2024. Those who dabble in cryptocurrency might have a new favourite sports team. Australian baseball team, the Perth Heat, will start paying their players in Bitcoin. And if you're a fan of the game, you can even buy a hot dog with some Bitcoin too. Given that one Bitcoin is worth about $60,000, that's a lot of hot dogs, Sam. (laughs) (laughs) The Heat is one of Australia's baseball league's most successful clubs and says they are the first sports team in the world to fully embrace Bitcoin. The Heat have partnered with Bitcoin at payments company Open node and have hired a chief Bitcoin officer to help transfer the club's dollars into Bitcoin, pay its players and staff with Bitcoin, and also accept it from fans who want to buy a drink, a baseball cap, 
or a hot dog. I don't know what I want more now. So Bitcoin or a hot dog, <laughs> probably a bit too early for a hot dog. Uh, <laughs> while we're talking about cryptocurrency, the Staples Center in Los Angeles, which is the home of the LA Lakers and Clippers and the LA Kings in the NHL, that'll be known as Crypto.com Arena from Christmas. The new naming deal is reportedly worth $700 million for 20 years. For giving out nicknames for stadiums, how does the crypt sound? Oh, I don't like it. <laughs> you don't like the crypt? <laughs> no. Oh, Crypto.com Arena, it is. <laughs> Time for Catch This, the stuff that caught our eye what's coming up. And on Tuesday, we brought you the news that Roger Federer is unlikely to play at the Australian Open. Well, he made it official overnight. He said he won't play at the Aussie Open and he probably won't make it to Wimbledon either. He says he wants to go out on his own terms, so he's going to be rehabbing hard so he can get back on the court. Luce, what do you got? More tennis for me. The WTA finals today. Gabinia Margarutha plays Annette Contevade in Mexico. It's the season-ending tournament with the best players in the world. The winner will take home $2.1 million. You can catch that on BN Sports from 12.30pm Australian Eastern at Daylight Time. Yep, I'll be tuning into that one, Luce. Uh, as for today's trivia question brought to you by Sportsmate Mobile, who did Usman Khawaja make his test match debut alongside back in 2011? It was against England at the SCG. It was alongside a guy with the nickname Frothy. It was Michael Beer. So I hope you can understand why his nickname was Frothy. Frothy Beer. Fantastic. <laughs> um, all right. That's it for us today. We're going to be back on Friday. Until then, have a great day. We'll catch you then. 